pray. Holy God, we ask that you use these words read, these words spoken, to show us your way and how we fit into your plan for life for this big puzzle that we're living in. Amen. So, here is what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, or eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for God. Don't become so well-adjusted in culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best in you, develops a well-formed maturity. I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then, as every one of you does, in pure grace. It's important that you not misrepresent yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. In this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all of these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts of Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something that we aren't. If you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. If you help, just help. Don't try and take over. If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful that you don't get bossy. <laughs> if you are put in charge, don't manipulate. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with a disadvantage, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. Keep a smile on your face. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert servants of the master. Cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all that much harder. Help needy Christians be inventive in your hospitality. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. <laughs> Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears with them when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobody and don't try to be the great somebody. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God.
an amazing, amazing weekend. I am I'm so thankful for all that I personally learned. We, for those of you that weren't here, uh, or those of you that were here that tune in and out sometimes, the drum beat underneath is was a puzzle theme. We had an amazing puzzle theme, and and the fact that we all have a place to fit in the puzzle. How many jigsaw puzzlers are out there? All right. How frustrating is it to get to the end and you're missing a piece? Right? Well, there are a lot of pieces that go into church life, as, as we just heard from the scripture, the message version of Romans 12. There are a lot of pieces to church life, and we would be all pretty unhappy if we weren't, if we weren't sitting in chairs and, and had to sit on the floor, or we didn't get coffee this morning, or there was no toilet paper in our bathrooms. Right? It takes a lot of people doing what God has called them to do or, or what they're gifted to do to make things happen. As we uh, started out this weekend on Friday night, we had a, a great dinner. Uh, we had a lot of different pieces and parts that went into our tacos. Uh, kind of went to, Everybody had their own version of dinner. Then we had a fun activity where we walked around on tables and we wrote different things that we, we liked about First Pres or we wanted to see about First Pres or what we wanted to know more about at First Pres. Then we did this really cool puzzle game, which really could just have stood on its own for this morning. Every We were broken up into, I think, 15 different groups. Is that I'm looking for Scott? So I think 15, 16 different groups, and you were given a 30-piece puzzle. You had... You dumped it out on a table and you looked at it and you tried to put it together and you realized you didn't have the right pieces and you looked at the back side and you realized that half of your puzzle pieces were your number, like mine was seven, but the other half of our tables was everybody else's number. And we quickly realized that we had to, we had to work with other groups of people to get what we needed to do for what we were called to do at our table and to give them what they needed to do in their life. And what a wonderful visual for all of us when we think about the way that our community intersects and interlocks with each other. The other fun thing that we got to do is when we were sitting around at tables and, and hearing about how things went, I learned some fun things from other people's experiences. Like some of you apparently hike up Lookout Mountain a lot faster than others wanted to hike up Lookout Mountain. <laughs> Just saying. I also heard that, that a sunrise hike, you don't necessarily see the sunrise at the top of Lookout Mountain, but I heard that the moon was reflecting the sun pretty amazingly yesterday morning. I found out, and a lot of us figured out, that we've got some people here that do a really awesome worm. We're, we're got great worms. We've got splits. We've got backbends, we've got dancers, dancers, dancers that were awesome. Yes, Raiden, you danced great. We all, we all know what phenomenal, phenomenal vocalists we have here. We're, we're very, very blessed with our vocalists. We were uh, blessed with, um, we, you know, there's a new TV show out there, Golden Bachelor. Unfortunately, they didn't understand Bachelor meant not in a relationship. But we're going to work on definitions, but we have some great dancers in our male contingent. We found out that um, it's a lot further down to Hillman Brewery on a bicycle than you thought, and it's even further coming back up the hill. 
So a lot of fun things were learned this weekend with a variety of people. And, and that, was, that was really cool and really fun and uh, to be remembered. One of my favorite parts of the weekend, I'm going to honestly say, was youth. You all crushed it in your vespers. Uh, I hope we can figure out a way to get their prayer out to share with everybody. But that prayer that you all did where they expanded the Beatitudes and it really included everyone you can imagine that is often maybe on the outside of a church fence or outside of a church door or outside of a church relationship were called in and welcomed completely and blessed by God. And that was really holy. So thank you for that. And then because they just had too much for Vespers, then they went on to the, to the variety show and they, they put that into what it looks like. And I will have that vision of the table getting bigger and bigger as, as people came to the table and it was just overflowing and people were sitting on each other and lying on each other. And one little sweet person whom I won't name, she had wanted to be part of things so much and she kept walking across the front and then she got to be on the table and it was very cute. That's what we all want. We want people to feel the love of God. We want people to feel included. And when I was looking at this passage from Romans 12, it was really driven to me. Of course, I've been kind of in a, thinking about this passage for a while now as we put this together. And thinking about this passage, of, is we, we tend to have our, our church lives, our religious life, as a different piece of our weekly puzzle, right? We, we put our Sundays over here and our Mondays over here. And if you remember, our, our passage started out, here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work and walking around life. I'm going to add going to school, kids, going to soccer, going to gymnastics, going to baseball, knitting with the stitchers, doing art projects, whatever you do. Do it for God. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for God. Use your gifts for God. As I did some reflection and, and reading on Romans again, I was reminded that one of the core pieces of what Paul talks about is, is his inclusivity. I, I went and looked, they said, in Galatians and Ephesians and Colossians and 1 Timothy as well as in Romans, he talks about everyone is welcome, Jew and Gentile. We have slave and free. We have men and women. Everyone is welcome. So this bringing everybody together to be the missing pieces of the puzzle, so to speak, is a core part of what, John, of what Paul talks about. Additionally, he has multiple scriptures on the gifts of the Spirit. You know, I get up here and preach, and people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like clearly a gift of the Spirit. But as I, as I said at the beginning, it's not just preaching, because if somebody didn't know how to work the soundboard, it wouldn't matter. How many people have been personally blessed by an encouraging word by somebody else? More than once. More than 20 times. I'm guessing if I asked you, there were 20 different sermons that you could remember, you would not lift your hand up. <laughs> Encouragement is a powerful gift of the Spirit. 
Those of you with administrative gifts, that is a powerful part of, of God's puzzle that, that helps the rest of us keep things going in the right direction. People that are detail-oriented, you are needed. You are part of things. Those of you that make us laugh and give us joy and, and roll our eyes, you are needed. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, no <laughs> Now, I'm encouraging people to make Lenore feel better later. <laughs> in, the, in the list that was read from the Peterson version of things this morning, you know, it's, it's just do it. Just do what you're called to do. Find what you're called to do and just do it. And I want to add another layer to that. Think about, reflect on what are you passionate about. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that's where God needs you or wants you. Just because you've always done it doesn't mean God wants you to keep doing it. God may want somebody else to do what you're doing now so you can go do something else. So I think this retreat time is a time for all of us to reflect on where am I now and where does God want me to be? What part of the piece of puzzle does God want me to be now? We came out of our talk yesterday morning. For those that weren't here, um, we, we talked about four main areas. Very dense. We're going to have notes coming off of it. People that the different groups took notes. We're going to get those typed up and, and share that with you all. But the four main areas we talked about were growth, equity, and conservation covered things like affordable and middle income housing options and job opportunities, that kind of stuff. Farms, forests, and environmental protection. Economic development, education, and jobs was another group. And health and recreation was the fourth group. We all sat in here this morning and kind of debriefed and the four different groups shared with each other kind of what their takeaways were, where we thought that overlaid with what we're doing at First Presbyterian Church of Asheville and we are fired up to go and do. So, we've got lots of idea people, a lot of excited people, but we need the people also that are, that are the administrators that can get us moving in the right direction forward. We need the people who will encourage us to keep going. We need all of the people to keep us doing what God has called us to do. You all are all an important piece of the puzzle, and I want to encourage you to figure out which part you are. Now, I want to step back a little bit on this whole idea of, you know, we, we have church lives, but we have parts of our puzzles is, is the rest of life. And one of the things that our, our scripture said this morning, if you remember, it talks about, um, I'm scrolling through, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God You'll be changed from the inside out. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond to it, unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you and develops a well-formed maturity in you. And so as we think about our life as a puzzle, I, I had to do this, of course, because that's what I do when I'm thinking about things. So, you know, I'm a pastor. I've been doing this for a while. So, you know, what are when, when you start doing the jigsaw puzzle, where do you start? The edges. The edges. And even more so, corners. corners. So, of course, 
as a mature pastor, Christian person that I am, my four corners are obviously God and my marriage and my family and my calling. Until you look at my maybe my screen time on my phone. <laughs> maybe not. If we look at our credit card statements, our Amazon orders, maybe my corners aren't exactly where I want them to be. But this is a great opportunity to kind of do a check. Those corners can get moved, it can change, and I don't know about you, but when I was doing puzzles, especially with the kids, they, those, they fell off the edge of the table, and I had to pick them up and put them back. And I want to encourage you this morning to pay attention to your corners and get them back on the table if they need to be. Look at your edges, look at your limitations, look what you can do and what you can't do, what needs to be in your life, and, and maybe what you've moved on past. Because God has a plan for you, and, and part of that plan, I believe, is, is to help with what we're doing going forward. Whether it's in the next week, or the next year, or the next 20 years, God has a plan for each and all of us. For each and all of us. Um, close out, I want to say one of my favorite parts of the retreat and all of us, how many people just, I mean, the program's good, but like hanging out at the snack table or at the meals, how awesome is that, right? Hearing people's stories, connecting with them, and I'm going to tell a story I heard yesterday, and I didn't get permission, promise. So I was talking to Eve, and I was talking to Elaine Croft, and a couple others were standing around, and we're talking about Billmore. How many people did Billmore? All right. Well, I guess Eve, and hopefully I get the story right, Eve, sorry. Um, Eve and Riley had been given tickets at some point a while back to go to Biltmore. And Riley said, oh, I've been there hundreds of times, hundreds of times. And I know for me, as, as somebody from North Carolina, from Hickory, we had a lot of school field trips back in the day to Biltmore. So, you know, he, if he's grown up in, in Asheville, he, he's probably been there a lot, no question. But I guess Eve was like, you know, I really want to go with you. We've got free tickets. We're going to Biltmore. And so Riley was like, all right. And so Eve and Riley go to Biltmore. Well, they go to room after room, and Riley is like, wow, this is amazing. This is incredible. Oh, look at, oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, look at that. And he was just beside himself. And after a while, apparently, Eve looked at Riley and said, I thought you said you'd been here a hundred times. <laughs> and he goes, well, yeah, but as a paramedic, as MT to get people who'd fallen down the stairs. <laughs> we are at the foyer of what God has planned for us. There is so much more to see. You know, we're, we're, we, we've got rooms to go into. We've got things that God is calling us to do. Let's not stay where we are. Let's keep on going and complete what God has for us.